Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, after mounting pressure from his own party, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson resigns what it means for the United States and the war in Ukraine. It's political turmoil for America's closest ally. Why a defiant Johnson ultimately agreed to step down, but the scandal-plagued leader isn't apologizing. Brittany Griner pleads guilty. We hear from the WNBA star at her Russian court appearance why the surprise plea may be a part of a larger strategy to get her out of prison. Charges for the suspect's father as the FBI loads strollers and chairs left on the parade route into a U-Haul. The new questions tonight about the dad of the confessed shooter. Does he bear responsibility for helping his son obtain a gun? Breaking news. Derek Chauvin sentenced. A federal judge gives the former officer 21 years for violating George Floyd's civil rights. Remembering a Hollywood icon, the Godfather star James Caan dies after a six-decade career. CBS's Carter Evans has a story about why you could see lower prices on your next purchase. And honoring great Americans, the 17 civilians awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom at the White House. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. I'm Jerika Duncan in for Nora. Tonight, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is stepping down following months of scandals. 
But he's not leaving right away. The embattled leader says he will stay on until his successor is chosen in early September. Johnson's nearly three years in office have been plagued by controversy, including his handling of coronavirus and his hosting of alcohol-fueled government parties during the pandemic. The White House is closely watching who takes over and where that person stands on issues regarding the European Union and other policies that directly impact the U.S. government. There are also indications that the U.K.'s support for Ukraine will not change. The prime minister called President Volodymyr Zelensky today to reassure the leader that his country will continue to send military aid and support. CBS's Charlie Daggett starts us off tonight from London. Charlie, good evening. Good evening, Jerika. It was an extraordinary day here at Downing Street, a day of political upheaval and drama played out on the most powerful street in the country. A prime minister who fought his entire career to be here, now forced out of office, humiliated by his own party. In defeat and yet still defiant, Boris Johnson stepped up and stepped down. I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world, but them's the breaks. Broken finally by a rebellion and rapid fire resignations of more than 50 members of his government. As we've seen uh, at Westminster, uh, the herd instinct is powerful. When the herd moves, it moves. Sunk by one scandal too many after it emerged that Johnson knew about the sexual misconduct history of an employee he promoted and apparently lied about it. That triggered this week's avalanche. It may not be the end quite yet, but it's close, says political analyst John Sopel. It is like trying to hold a greased piglet. He is so slippery. Today, the greased piglet has been turned into sliced bacon. The rule-bending rebel approach to life and politics that marked Johnson's nearly three-year reign may have ultimately led to his downfall. The charismatic friend of the people who parlayed his promise to exit the European Union to a landslide conservative victory. A lead squandered by a series of scandals, accusations of lying and political blunders. Today's speech didn't offer any apologies, no contrition, a resignation speech that somehow avoided the word resignation. Instead, a list of the PM's greatest hits. Delivering the fastest vaccine rollout in Europe the fastest exit from lockdown and in the last few months leading the West in standing up to Putin's aggression in Ukraine. Yet even as Boris Johnson exits the stage, the intrigue and drama continues. The prime minister said today that he would stay until a successor is chosen. That could be in the fall, but many in his party want the prime minister to leave number 10 immediately. Jerika? Memorable figure for sure. Charlie Daggett in London tonight. Thank you. WNBA star Brittany Griner pleaded guilty today to drug charges inside a Moscow area courtroom. She's been detained since February after vape canisters with cannabis oil were allegedly found in her luggage. Here's CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns. Pleading guilty to drug charges in Russian court, Griner said she accidentally packed cannabis oil in her bag. I would like to guilty on the charges. I had no intention on breaking any Russian law. 
The WNBA star has been in Russian custody since February, and pressure is now building on the Biden administration to bring her home. We are not going to ever be quiet until she's home safely. The president responded to a letter Griner wrote him from prison pleading for action. He called Griner's wife Wednesday, telling her he is working to secure Britney's release as soon as possible, as well as the release of Paul Whelan and other U.S. nationals who are wrongfully detained. But the Whelan family is still waiting for their call from the president. You know, the White House says on the one hand, um, presidential calls, presidential meetings are not dispositive. They're not what's going to uh, result in your family member being released. And then they do that for some people and not for others. Griner's guilty plea. What kind of impact does this have on the negotiations to try to bring her home? It will have no impact on, on any of the negotiations. We're going to do everything that we can to bring home uh, Brittany Griner safely and to also make sure that we bring Paul Whelan back home as well. Jonathan Franks is a crisis management consultant who worked on the release of Marine veteran Trevor Reed in a prisoner swap earlier this year a number of strategic reasons why people would enter a guilty plea, even if they are in fact innocent, and that may be what happened here. Griner's legal team hopes that her guilty plea will lead to a less severe sentence, and they also hope the court takes into account her contributions to Russian sport, adding that she wanted to take responsibility for her actions. Jerika? All right, we'll see if the strategy works. Thank you, Caitlin. Back here in the United States, the community of Highland Park, Illinois, is rallying together three days after that July 4th parade shooting. Tonight, there are new questions about whether the suspect's father could be held responsible for helping his son obtain the rifle used in the massacre. We're also learning more about some of the survivors, including one of the youngest victims. CBS's Adriana Diaz has more. The bullet that pierced eight-year-old Cooper Roberts' chest severed his spine. Family friend Anthony Luizzi struggled to describe his condition. He's undergone several surgeries since Monday, including one last night during which doctors were finally able to close up his belly. Cooper's mother was also shot in the leg. His twin brother hit by shrapnel. Cooper, who loves sports, is now on a ventilator. They're not sure due to the severed spinal cord um, whether or not he'll be able to walk again in the future. Days after the chaos, parts of the parade route are still frozen in time. Today, FBI agents loaded strollers, lawn chairs, and other items into a U-Haul bound for a lost and found. It's so beautiful what people did. This memorial was built today. She became part of their lives. She Larry Spatz knew Jackie Sundheim well. This is his daughter two decades ago in Sundheim's preschool class. Sundheim became his daughter's close friend and confidant. My daughter's devastated. You know, we were supporting her, but we were also hurting. My wife and I were also hurting. A community devastated but determined. Students spent the day making shirts with a message of strength. We were like, what can we do? We had to take action to not only heal personally, but also help heal the community. A community now streaming to this Vietnam memorial, honoring fallen soldiers, and now those killed at a celebration of our freedom. Little Cooper's family launched a GoFundMe to help with medical bills. As for the investigation, there are now new questions about whether the suspect's father could be liable. He co-signed his son's gun application and reportedly insists he did nothing wrong. Jerika? Adriana Diaz, thank you.
Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was sentenced on federal civil rights charges today in the murder of George Floyd. Chauvin got 21 years to run concurrently with his state sentence. The 46-year-old addressed the Floyd family, saying he wished them all the best in their life. Chauvin sparked international outrage two years ago when he killed George Floyd by kneeling on his neck for more than nine minutes during an arrest. Well, now to the passing of a Hollywood icon, actor James Caan. Tonight, tributes are pouring in on social media from fans and his fellow actors. CBS's Mark Strassman looks back on a legendary career that spanned six decades. Sonny Corleone, the Godfather's oldest son, was volatile. You gotta get him close like this, but a bing! But James Caan, the actor, was versatile and surprisingly vulnerable as Barbara Streisand's husband in Funny Lady, John Wayne's cowboy sidekick in El Dorado, and the father of an elf. You look like you came from the North Pole. That's exactly where I came from. I fought always never to be the same person. I wanted never to be the same person. A tough kid from New York City, Khan played football at Michigan State. Acting, he tried on an impulse. Millions watched him in Brian's song, the 1971 made-for-TV movie about two Chicago Bears teammates, one black, one white, dying from cancer. I'll see you tomorrow. You say so? Khan could be self-destructive, a cocaine addiction, near financial ruin, four marriages. But he always fought back from misery. The profanity bothers you. It has no nobility. When he played a hobbled writer held hostage by a crazed fan. See what you made me do! Khan also liked to tweet candid photos from movie sets, which felt like home to him. I enjoy working. I have a lot of laughs. And I get respect, too, sometimes. James Khan was 82. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. Well, there's encouraging news for cash-strapped shoppers. After battling inflation for months, many shoppers are getting a big break as retailers take an unexpected approach. CBS's Carter Evans has details tonight in our Money Watch report. It's just racks on racks on racks of clearance. It's a big surprise for shoppers burdened by rising prices. Is this really six sixty four? Was twenty one? Deep discounts across the country. It's a retail Armageddon. And retail consultant Bert Flickinger says that's good news for shoppers. Biggest discounts: uh, consumer electronics, sporting goods, on apparel, uh, clothes, accessories. It's cargo that was stuck in a traffic jam at sea during the pandemic. Well, now those ships have come in at a time when inflation is forcing consumers to cut back. Too many goods and too many stores chasing too few shoppers with too few dollars. He estimates some stores are overstocked by more than 30 percent, and there's just no place to put everything. Target recently admitted it needs to right-size its inventory, and the retailer's plans include additional markdowns. The extra goods often end up at liquidators like Bargain Hunt, which sells items at up to 70 percent off retail. But this time, Norm Rankin is seeing something different. The condition of the product, it's never left the case. It didn't make it to the stores. It's not dog-eared or wrinkled or ruffled having been on a shelf. Every available space 
is filled with product. The inventory overload is even hitting small business owners like toy seller Miriam Al-Hamami. Did you ever think you'd be in a position to understand what Target and Walmart are going through? My first thought was, I'm glad I'm not them, right? But then all of a sudden I realized I am them. But she's not having a fire sale just yet. Her suppliers keep raising prices. So she's trying to store those extra toys until demand comes back. So sitting on product that I purchased for 20% less is better option than purchasing it for 20% more next month. And retail analysts say the biggest bargains are still to come after Labor Day. But what about returns? Well, retailers don't want to advertise this, but with all those full warehouses, in many cases, customers are getting refunds, but the retailers are saying, eh, go ahead and keep the items. Don't bother returning it. Tarika. Carter Evans, definitely waiting till after Labor Day. Thank you. We turn now to the fight against climate change. Rising sea levels are threatening to wash away America's early history. Jamestown, Virginia was the first permanent English settlement in the New World, and it's now listed among the nation's most endangered historic sites. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Chris Van Cleve takes us there to explain the mounting threat. Fighting to save history. More than 400 years after the first European settlers arrived, Jamestown, Virginia is struggling to survive. Not the passage of time, but the ravage of climate change. We are concerned that if we don't take action, Jamestown will be lost. What would America lose if this site is allowed to sink? I think part of its soul. Elizabeth Castelny runs the nonprofit overseeing the colony's original 22 acres along the James River and is now racing to save it from rising water. Jamestown's incredibly important. It tells a national story about our persistence, our democracy, and the beginnings of our race relations. The Jamestown colony marked the start of representative government in the New World. It's where Pocahontas married John Rolfe. And it remains the site of hidden history waiting to be unearthed. How often do you find things of significance here? Every single day. But the river is rising, up over 18 inches in the last century. And so-called 100-year storms now hit every five years. David Gibbons is the director of archaeology. Jamestown holds supreme in terms of world heritage. This place is, in our minds, where you draw a line in the sand about sea level rise, climate change, and cultural heritage. That line in the sand starts with shoring up the 1904 seawall along the riverbank with 96,000 tons of granite to help deflect the force of ever-strengthening storms. But the biggest threat to Jamestown actually isn't the rising river. It's this swamp that's literally devouring history as it grows. You increasingly have water from both sides and below. We have it from both sides, below, above. We're getting attacked from all sides. Leading Jamestown's fight against climate change is Michael Lavin. We're going to have to raise buildings, raise roads, do salvage archaeology, put in berms, pump systems to truly save Jamestown. But saving it will likely require tens of millions of dollars over the next five years to keep this American treasure from being washed away. For Eye on America, I'm Chris Van Cleve in Jamestown, Virginia. Still ahead on tonight's CBS Evening News, tennis superstar Rafael Nadal makes a stunning announcement at Wimbledon. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. 
All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The abortion clinic at the heart of the Supreme Court case that overturned Roe v. Wade closed today. It was Mississippi's only clinic. A judge refused the facility's request for a temporary restraining order. Attorneys for the clinic are asking the state Supreme Court to block the law and let it reopen next week. Well, tennis superstar Rafael Nadal pulled out of his upcoming semifinal match at Wimbledon today. His problem started when Nadal tore a muscle in his abdomen earlier in the tournament. He aggravated the injury during yesterday's quarterfinals. His family members in the stands urged him to stop during a medical timeout, but he played on to win. Well, today he decided he couldn't keep going. Up next, from athletes to civil rights leaders, 17 Americans received the nation's highest civilian honor. 17 extraordinary Americans visited the White House today to receive the nation's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Former Congresswoman Gabby Giffords never stopped fighting. And today, she and other honorees were draped with the Medal of Freedom. For Giffords, it was a reminder that even after being shot at point-blank range 11 years ago, she continues to lead a campaign against gun violence. Proof that we can channel the pain and sorrow we see too often in America into a movement that will prevail. From gold medalist Megan Rapino, the first soccer player to receive the honor, to Simone Biles, who's not only the most decorated American gymnast with 32 Olympic and World championship medals, but also a powerful advocate for mental health and victims of sexual assault. You can do anything you put your mind to and to just speak up, use your platforms, be authentic, be yourself. There was 91-year-old civil rights attorney Fred Gray, who represented Rosa Parks. One of the most important civil rights lawyers in our history, Fred's legal brilliance and strategy desegregated schools and secured the right to vote. And paved the way for people like Dr. Julieta Garcia, the first Hispanic woman to serve as a college president. COVID kept actor Denzel Washington from attending. This is America. But he, along with the other medal recipients, represent the genius, the hard work, the best of America. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Vice President Kamala Harris sits down with our Robert Costa. We'll have that interview tomorrow and more of it on Face the Nation this Sunday. Well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell and all of us here, I'm Jerika Duncan. Have a great night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.